ladies, I think we're going to go ahead and get started. Now it'll be a little bit different because we had some people that were here in the first session and then we have a few new people. If you just came for this second half, just raise your hand so I know if we are. I don't want to repeat. Okay, yeah, so we have different ladies that came in for this. Anybody who would like one of these, didn't get one when they came in the second time, let me know. I get plenty of these from the national office. So uh, I can, yeah, you can pass some of those around. That'd be awesome. Take a few with you if you have Take some back to your ladies. You can do that. (coughs) Tell you a little bit about what we're going to do in this session. We went through the first five um, chapters of this book. So we'll just make sure you know how you have the nightmare before the first day of school that you're in the wrong class or wrong locker or whatever. But it's looking good so far. I don't see any men. So uh, quick guide for ministry to women part two. So if you're all in the right room, Kidman was right down there if you didn't make it to the right room. But that's what we're going to do. So some of you will just have to bear with me here. We'll do a couple little introductions uh, since you were in the first one. But now, let's see here. If you could do me a favor. Oh, no, why? I got. I don't know if we got too many people on the Wi-Fi. See if that'll come back. Okay. So, even before I introduce myself, if you could pull out your smartphone if you didn't do it last time, or if you're just in here now, and this is uh, OMN Women's page on Facebook. If you could like and follow us, that'll help me to help communicate to you just a quick and easy way, and you can get our posts and stuff. But we'll start with, we'll get a selfie here of everybody, even though... uh, Camacho here is getting all of us. Picture of a selfie selfie with a selfie, huh? Okay, let's get that background. And then you can go through and tag yourself. I posted the first one from the first class. See who the faithfuls are. Smile pretty. I'm trying to only get a little bit of my hair, not everybody. And there. There I know, right. And I got, I got to get clear over here to the ladies who came in and sat in the front row. There you go. All right, but you can find information on that Facebook. But um, I am Bridget Wooten, and uh, so um, I happen to be John Wooten's wife, so that's put me in a lot of different positions here. So um, we were originally at Parma Bethel Temple, now called Parma Bethel Christian, in Cleveland when Brother Crabtree cornered my husband at youth convention and started asking him a couple questions and then he said uh, I used to watch you in Bible quiz how would you like to come work for me and so uh, he says well I'll pray about it well he said something to me well let me tell you my parents lived in Columbus my brother lived in Columbus my sister lived in Columbus (laughs) I said I know it I know it I don't even have to pray I know we're supposed to go there and I just had two little boys and so you know I just was like that's it, we're going, you know, no. So anyways, but we prayed about it and uh, came to Columbus. And uh, so we've been here a long time now in different different positions. And some of you might know me from Heartland. I've been up at Heartland for the, not last year, but eight years before that. If you uh, were there for camps or retreats or all that good stuff. I have a degree in uh, business operations and I have a degree in family and consumer sciences. And so um, that's all food related 
And before that, I had traveled around and done uh, cooking shows for Taste of Home magazine. If you ever see that magazine and see those ladies in the back, you know. So I used to do that. That's what I did when we uh, first were engaged and first got married. Um, so anyways, when Heartland, they just needed some help and asked me to come up. If I would just keep them running for about three months in the food part. And that turned into eight years. And so you know how that goes with ministry. And... Uh, but then about a year ago, my husband and the presbyters asked me to come and see what we could do for women. We've, uh, you know, Lisa Page, and a lot of you know her story, and her husband dying of cancer is very tragic, and she nursed him for, for a year for that, and then uh, she became the pastor of her church, and so she just had a crazy busy schedule. So, uh, so we didn't um, have as much. And through no fault of her own going on with that. So um, so we're trying to pick that back up, revive that. If we'll ever get to where Roberta Crabtree was, I don't know. That girl and K Gross. They were they're heroes. Even when I go to the national stuff, man, they're good. And so um, so anyways, but Gail Clay broke the mold for me because she would always say that people would come up to her and say, Oh, Roberta's so classy, you know, and just kinda of look at Gail like and if you know Gail, that's funny. She doesn't mind. She thinks that's that's funny. So I can be whatever I want. We're past the, we're past all that. So, but hopefully we will get back up and going and see what that looks like. But that's kind of what we're going to talk about is women are changing. Times are changing. How do we minister to women, you know, in a faster, uh, um, less centralized society, you know, a less, uh, more Google, Google society. Where do we, where do we start with all of that? Um, just so you know, I have done women's ministries in Parma. We did that. I went through the training with Roberta, was on some of her teams when she did um, conferences and pastors' wives retreats and things like that. So I've had a heart for women. It's not as though uh, it's totally different from the food. And that's why I told people in the first one, too. You know, in food and women, they go together, too. So it's always, I had to resist myself. I was going to make cupcakes for all you guys. And I was like, okay, take it down. You just got to get yourself there. <laughs> Do the thing. Give me next year. Next year, you come back to my class, and I will have, I'll have more time. I have a cupcake, cupcake waiting for you. But in the first half, we kind of you can um, bruise through here and kind of see. It was all about who are the women that we're ministering to, um, and what are you know some first steps as to how we can even begin. To it gave like four examples of women. And uh, you have single women, you have married women, <coughs> divorced women, women who have six kids, women who haven't been able to have kids, um, <coughs> women with lots of money, women with no money, uh, women who, you know, have been told they're the greatest thing to hit to earth since they were born, and women who have just never, you know, had any self-worth built into them. So it is a variety when you begin to think about getting women together. But when they say variety is the spice of life, you know, it's a good thing too that everybody has their own personalities. And that's what we're going to kind of get into a little bit more. We chapter 5 was am I qualified to lead women? And I am definitely giving you an overview. So if you, uh, I know a lot of you have gotten the book, and if you came in a little bit later, I have books here if you'd like to get one. I also have them out at the front table by the main session in the auditorium. But it said, 
you know, am I qualified to lead women? And we just decided that if you are connected to Jesus and in his presence, he will show you how to lead women. <laughs> that is that is for sure. That would be your very first step. Um, since you're here today, besides Facebook, I will add you your email. Everybody should have a unique email. I will add you to my email list. And I had some ladies come up afterwards last time that either they had the church email on that registered them for Synergy, or they took someone else's place, or something along those lines? If so, be sure I have your name, your email, and your church, so I can add you to that list, so you can uh, so be on there. And we're going to start a newsletter and things, so I, I hope for you to hear from me even more. And then, once I send out that first email, you'll have my email. So feel free to call me email me. Um, I don't quite do text yet. That gets to be like 24-7. People like to text me on Saturday night. (laughs) um, I haven't gone that far yet. We'll see. Um, But email or call will be great. (coughs) But now that we've kind of decided who the women are, that we can't do it on our own, that even though we're maybe been asked by the pastor or we've asked the pastor to do this, uh, where do I start? What's, where do I start? If you came here today looking for some ideas, we're going to have some time here at the end. I'd like some people to share what they're doing at their church. I always, I copy like a mad woman. I mean, I really do. I When, when I started this, I went through, the first thing I did was go to every women's ministries uh, website uh, for the Assemblies of God in the United States and see what they were doing, you know, and just and just copy their ideas. I don't I give them credit or whatever, but uh, we can learn a lot from each other. So we'll do some of that. <coughs> we'll begin to give you a couple first steps. And then just synergy itself is for you to meet people uh, get an idea of how many people you're not alone all these ladies are taking on a lot of the same responsibilities so uh, feel free to contact people call other churches things like that or talk with people here today at synergy that's really our our main uh, goal for synergy is to get the people in the churches to intermingle and just realize that you're a part of a big picture if you um, ever needed a cheerleader for the assemblies like God, my husband is one I mean it is, he will give you he's even he just keeps on I just got to get that all down on paper I just got to get those I got to make a, a book of all the things the assemblies of God you know he is a big cheerleader of that but you are part of a big picture an exciting picture you know of the kingdom of God and not that assemblies of God is the only denomination but we have a lot to offer and a lot of people involved so uh, in the first part we were talking it says there's 1.3 million women involved in the assemblies of God 41% highest percentage uh, of boys men whatever girls all of that it's mainly women not mainly women but a high percentage of women in the assemblies of God uh, nationwide and becoming very international becoming very international when I went to uh, I just had a women's ministries training in Branson um, we all met there and there were so many uh, international women there that are starting women's ministries all different places that was so exciting so right now everything is in English and Spanish but they're going to expand some of that so that's an awesome thing you've seen Royal Rangers International all of that is going international girls ministries so it's a big big exciting uh, picture and we all get to be a part of it 
But what does that do for me on Sunday morning when I start my women's ministries at my local church? So where do I start? How about discover the vision for ministry to women? So besides what I did was, you know, Google other people's things to see what they were doing. <laughs> Went to a Joyce Meyer conference. I'm like, how is she getting that many people there? You know, I got to go see what's going on. Uh, uh, but anyway, and it's all bare bones. I mean, she doesn't do anything fancy. So it's very interesting. So you go there and, but, and I'm not here for an advertisement for Joyce Meyer, but I do like her preaching because she just tells it like it is. <laughs> so anyway, that's I just that's I like that. So I don't know all her beliefs, so don't you know <laughs> tweet me or anything. I don't know, but um, but anyway, discover the vision for your ministry, and they they here and have the audacity and here in this book to say prayer and fasting will help you discover a vision. Wouldn't that be interesting to do that? No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, prayer and fasting because. As we said earlier, God knows the heart of the women in your group that you need to reach. He knows. He knows so much more. He knows their situation. So begin with prayer and fasting. They suggest uh, the Daniel fast. I see a lot of that on Facebook. I'll be honest. um, That was just always funny to me at Heartland trying to come up with, uh, (laughs) you know, we got chicken fingers, fries, every, everything that's not on the Daniel fast. <laughs> and people come to the boondocks for three and four days and don't, don't bring anything with them for the Daniel fast. And I'm like, we do have the salad bar. And the one guy's like, I am tired of looking at carrots. I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, no, that's just always just a side, uh, you know, food note. But anyway, uh this is prayer and fasting. You could do the Daniel fast. Um, I'm going to give away one of these books here. <clears throat> this is 40 Days of Decreased, and she gives some different kinds of fast. You could fast um, using Lent as a project, but to see it as a journey to, you know, uh, commune closer with God as you think about uh, Easter coming up. But um, this would be a good start for you to get your mind to where you can hear God. I know myself, I can get so much coffee and so much things going on in my life and all that. I don't, I can't even hear what's going on because I'm just staying busy. So um, I already used all of our stickers and then I didn't want to stick... I didn't want to be biased and stick underneath people that were already sitting there. So, okay. So today is, what day is today? March 4th. So, anybody have birthday today? Oh, that wasn't, no, that didn't go. How about March 3rd? Or we'll go backwards. March 1st. Anybody got a closer birthday than March 1st? All right, there you go. And one thing I didn't say is for the new ones, this is going to be our speaker for Time Apart, too. So you can look her up and see some of her uh, writings. And she's even doing uh, live on Facebook these next 40 days. She's doing, um, putting um, live Facebook chats. Okay, so how about... Yeah, I... Yeah, C-H, yeah, yep. How about, let's see, let's think of another way to do this. Birthdays, how about one of you ladies give me a way you give away presents in your, uh, or prizes that we could do easy. Oldest, youngest, okay, there we go. We got anybody 20 and below? 
20 and below. Uh, let's say if you did win earlier, you only get one prize per. <laughs> is that what we vote for that? Is that the way? Yeah. Yeah. 20. <laughs> Any women 20 and below? No. All right. 25 and below. 30 and below. Oh, how old are you now, Ashley? 28. Oh, so close, so close. But, <clears throat> well, well, no, we'll wait. And we'll do, how about, are we, were we up for the oldest? Or are people going to say? Or are you going to lie? Or if we're up, we're up for the oldest? Okay, as long as somebody would be loud and proud about it. Okay, so let's start with 55 and above. All right, how about 60 and above? 65, 70, oh, all right, we got Janet back there in the back, <clears throat> and for the uh, ladies that weren't in here before, uh, there's a bunch of these out on the front, this is Women on the Move, this is just stories of some things women in Ohio are doing. And we're going to put out some more of these. So also, if you know of some women, if you're like, oh, my word, this story needs to get out about this gal. It be an encouragement to someone else. Let me know. Just send that story to me or call me or whatever. Um, it also has all of our social media sites like the Facebook, Instagram on the back. So, um, But you can get these for free out at that table. And that was with that. So um, we'll give that to you. But... <clears throat> You can begin to pray and fast and see what what vision uh, God has for your group. In the back, in the appendices, and I showed you where you can find these two online to print out. But <clears throat> there's a place where you can begin strategic plan template for ministering to women where we are today. So number one, you can start. Grab a few ladies with you and pray about that. Pray about that. You want to have the right people around you as a leader. You want to you want to know what they uh, are thinking. Yesterday in our leadership meeting, Craig Rochelle, if some of you have heard him uh, preach, but um, he did a podcast that we listened to about leadership. But he was saying, you know, um, if you think to yourself and you have a couple women you're working with and you think to yourself, well, I really don't care what they think, you know, um, instead of asking, he was saying, he was saying either you need to change your attitude or get the right people around you because they're not helping you somehow. You know, you got to have the right people. So pray about that. Those couple women, you know, you want them to be somebody who can hold a confidence, uh, you know, or because a lot of things about women are confidential, you know, and that is... Uh, <clears throat> they need to know when to talk and, and when to when to stop and when to and you know God can help us with all that but it's always nice to start off with somebody you know who's pretty good at that already so grab some women and begin and you can work through these worksheets and like I said you can print these out but starts with your vision your team your resources you might not have many resources you might just be starting with you know you got the old uh, choir robe closet and that's what you got to start with you know just look and see what you've got and start to I would say I would encourage you <clears throat> to start to get creative again pray about it 
But there are a lot of people who will donate stuff, too. If you need um, resources or get people to sponsor different things that, um, that they would like to get their name out, or um, you can, there's a lot of ways to go about it, even if you don't have very many resources. But you can start with some people. But this is a, a nice outline that you can begin to use that for. And uh, James 1.5, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. Amen. Yes, I'll take it. I need it. We need it. There's so many things that, you know, my other favorite verses is, His ways are higher than mine, you know, so much higher. I just always think of that so many times when I get into the future with my kids or whatever it might be. I was like, oh, I had, I did not see that part of it. He could see all of that, you know, His ways are so much higher. So, um, <clears throat> but the vision that you articulate for your women, um, for your success, would definitely need to line up with your pastor's vision for your church. So that would be another good place to start. Just sit down and talk with your pastor uh, or whoever it is that is oversees your women's department in your church. It might not be directly your pastor. They might, you know, have that as um, an associate or whatever that might be. But sit down and see how uh, you can support the vision that God has given your pastor. Uh, maybe your church is really into outreach, you know. So, okay, how can women begin to do that outreach? What what can, role can we play? Um, I went to Miami University, and uh, they have a Assembly God church down the the road. And so I would uh, be a youth sponsor while I was in college, and I'd come down and take the kids to youth convention and stuff like that. Uh, but I always loved, I mean, they're women. They just did anything college student related because they knew who their people were. But anyway, for youth convention, then we would come and they would have all kinds of cookies and all kinds of stuff made. And this is back in the day. I'm not saying we all have time for this. No pressure. But it always, you know, I just loved it how they all worked together on all of these things. So they would provide all of our snacks all the way down to youth convention. You know, Um, several of them had paid for several kids to go to youth convention, you know, uh, so that they could get there and different things like that. But I'm, I'm just saying, find what your church has going on and figure out how the women can align their vision with that, align your vision with your pastor to succeed, or else you're going to have conflict. And I would say you wouldn't have what we would call success with that. But, but find out how the women can uh, translate that vision into... Uh, what they can do so so fasting and aligning with your pastor's vision then begin as you do your vision to build a team and do it in community things are much better in community we might not even get burnt out in community how about that this same podcast we heard yesterday he was saying that the best thing that ever happened to his ministry, and he has 75,000 people in his churches through these different, uh, um, oh, uh, you know how they did the videos and all that kind of thing. But anyway, I'm just giving you an idea. He doesn't have a small church. Um, but he said the best thing in their church was when a board member came to him and spoke honestly to him and said, uh, you will be the ceiling of this church. And this is when he maybe had three staff people and a church of 250. He said to him, honestly, you will be the ceiling of this church because um, 
you try to control everything. You have too much control and too much hands-on. If you will let us do and trust us to do what we need to do and lighten up on the control, we could really, you know, grow this thing. Well, apparently he listened. <laughs> if he's up to 75000 he must have listened because he cannot be in that church and control or be hands-on. Control has a negative connotation, but be hands-on. So you can't do it all is what I'm trying to say. Begin to build your team. Get some people in there. And um, so when your kids are sick and you can't make it, somebody else have a backup person that can get in there for you or um, you know and the more people that you get to share that vision and even collaborate that vision so that they're in on that so they have buy-in I'm not saying 20 people but two or three people that have buy-in with that um, they can see that go forward so begin to build your team and do it do it in community once you get a vision and you know what you're going to do Begin with different, we don't have to use the word event, but uh, some could be one-on-one, maybe offer small groups, or um, this example from yesterday also, we were meeting with the Pastor's Wives leadership team, and we have 14 areas in Ohio, all throughout Ohio, so some of you know what area you're in, some of you have never heard that term, but they just geographically kind of define them so that we have a presbyter for that area. Right now we have like a pastor's wives leadership team for that. We have some women's ministries connectors. I'm looking at all of you right now, and believe me, I'm remembering your names because that's my goal this year. I only have six, and I have 14 areas, so I need some more connectors so uh (laughs) when i start emailing yeah but anyways um we met with the pastor's wives leadership team and some of those areas are already connected you might do stuff with other churches already automatically it's been a history in that area and they all get together some of them disconnect columbus columbus is rough columbus is transient people come in and out they're busy you know it's hard to get those churches together sometimes even though geographically they're pretty close but they're they're tough to get together so um some of the ladies, I'll pick on tissues in here, but some of them, they just started, how about we just take a pastor and his wife, you know, and get together with them one-on-one and just start one-on-one. And another gal was saying, I just started inviting a pastor's wife out to lunch and gave her a call and just do one-on-one. So just start one-on-one. If you don't have a ton of women in your, you know, in your um, church, start one-on-one. Just getting to know them. Uh, just building a relationship with them. Have one-on-one smaller events. Have, you know, uh, somebody the same. Another gal said that she just has somebody open their home and everybody brings one dish. And they just come in. You know, it's a good start. Just a small small group. And again, once ladies come to those kind of things, they come back. And then maybe that next Sunday... When they're looking and they come by themselves and they've already gotten three kids to their classes and they're, you know, haggard and they just made it to church, they will know you and have someone to sit with or, you know, that makes a big difference as to whether you're going to make the time to come to church the next week. So they'll know you. They've talked to you. You could ask them a question. You could even write down a couple things that they said while they were there at that luncheon that you could. And I do that. I send myself emails. So that I can go back and say, how did this go? Or, you know, um, how is so-and-so? Or, you know, so it can be directly so they know that you're, you're intentional about it. But um, you can go into, then they just say, like, medium-sized events. Maybe you would have an um, event at your church 
for all women. Um, what are some of the things you do do? Let's hear from some of you. What are some things you do at your church that would be, you know, a medium-sized event for your church? Anybody? You guys, come on. Help me out. I've been doing a lot of talking. You just recently had a <coughs> Valentine's Day dinner uh, back in Christmas time. We had a Christmas dinner planned, and uh, due to a bad storm in that. Oh, <laughs> bummer. Yeah, so um, we just had a Valentine's Day dinner, and I know I took the time to go through and hand write out. Um, I got just little plain Valentine's cards from the uh, dollar store, and I just hand wrote out each woman in our church that, you know, and then I just made some extras for visitors or whatever else that was there to include everyone in. We had a really good, really good turnout and it was really nice just to, um, we did have a little bit of a devotion, but it was just nice to give everyone a chance to talk and get to know each other. Did they have to bring a date? No. No. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah, all all they had to do was show up and, (laughs) you know, a friend or someone that they wanted. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily a couple's Valentine's, you're saying. No. Just from Valentine's. Okay, yeah. Awesome. All women. It, it yeah. Really nice. I think sometimes taking the time, it, it, social media is great, but sometimes it's nice to just get a handwritten letter and, you know, one-on-one to speak to someone. So. Oops. Sorry. I want my alarm to go off, but I don't need text messages. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I agree with you. And, and I was saying that I do Silver Buckeyes, and um, I just love getting their letters in the mail. Um, some of them are retired and just have more time. And they'll write me a long letter, and they'll use stickers all across the back and everything. And just by, let me know they're praying for me and everything. But I love it. I love getting, getting the written mail. So I agree with you. So, yeah, that's a good idea. And that would be a good start. And I like the Valentine's idea, which I usually think of couples. But how about all those singles or widows? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea. I had not uh, not thought about that for an all women's event for a Valentine. It's really nice because we do have a either single or right. widowed or divorced or, you know, just a variety of cases. Yeah. Right. Right. Be like my 16-year-old. She says to me, oh, another Valentine's alone. Oh, <laughs> She's never even dated anybody in her whole life, so I was—I didn't even know she registered. <laughs> it's like you got to think back to sixteen, I guess. But in in this one in particular, has never been acted too interested. So I was just like, okay, another Valentine's alone, whatever that means. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but uh, but it's something you don't think about. But I love that. I love that idea. Anybody else got a yeah? We did um. <clears throat> I didn't coordinate it. I'm starting now, but I participated. Like, yeah. Christmas in July, and women donated things for you. know how we do, like, Samaritan purses fill the shoebox for Christmas? But we did it with our Youngstown area has a heart reach ministry for our local kids. Yeah. A shoebox gift at Christmas. So, so that was one of the things. We collected those in July, and then our event was we got together. The women put the box together, and we prayed over each box and, like, kind of prayed for each child that God knew who was going to receive it. And that the women really enjoyed that event. I love that. That hits on a lot of different levels, doesn't it? And number one, I like in July. Because yeah. December is like, you know, it just yeah. flies. you got a hundred things to do. So July, uh, some service project, that in, in a defined service project because they know what to bring to put in that box or whatever, you know. Kids were all aged from young to adult women, so the women were able to connect. Like the young moms did kid stuff. The older ladies did for the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
it was nice. We had a generational. Oh, and just a cute idea I want to share. Yeah, no, I'm, that's... We have a huge generational gap, and that's one of our goals, is to really bring the women together, because we need to learn from each other. So we did a selfie scavenger hunt, and so a young girl with a cell phone, a smartphone, had to pair with an older grandma, or, you know, who didn't have it, yeah. and they had to go around the church, and it was like, go take a picture with Buddy Bear, go take a picture with the cross, go take a picture in the women's restroom in the mirror. And it was like all over our church oh, cool. ideas. Write that down, ladies, I'm telling you. <laughs> I know, I'm liking it. missionary on the wall, and it was selfies of these younger ladies, and, the, you know, and, and then the prize was whoever came back and uploaded their their favorite one to uh, social media first mm-hmm. so the young gals did that and then the, that pair won a prize so selfie schedule in your hot pair them up yes it went over really big so that would be the other thing i would say for that valentine's and for that generational yeah that's a that is a goal you know especially if you have it if you're fortunate enough to have it in your church because it's not some have churches have separated they really have but uh if you have it in your church, use that to your advantage because that that is just a gold. You know that that's gold for for all women. Yes. We did at our church because our church is all African except me. So we did a Christmas party and holy names, and that was really big for them because it didn't just stop the exchanging of gifts. Didn't stop the Christmas. We just at random. Whoever name you had, whoever name exchanged, you built friendships on those. And women are just randomly taking each other gifts on a Sunday. And it's like built long-lasting relationships. We all got women that we didn't know. Wow. Women that we didn't have any relationship or anything with. And it's kind of gone over to our young girls. Our young girls want now do the same thing because mm-hmm. we built life I mean we built long term relationships just out of those wow. names or mm-hmm. drawing names mm-hmm. I was just at a um in Cleveland, uh, they asked me to come speak at a, a tea party, and so um, they all brought a teacup. And boy, you could not get a cheap teacup. This pastor's wife, she likes some made in China. They got to say, or you know, it's like they're China, not made in China, real China, real China. <laughs> I don't know how that. I don't know how that works, but it, she didn't want anything cheapy on the bottom. She was checking them all out. That was cracking me up. <laughs> but anyway, but your nice teacup, you know, and they exchange those. And throughout that whole year, then every time they have tea, they'll pray for them but that's what they were saying that that's gone way beyond you know just praying for them when you have tea but again gives that person one one person to you know to see on sunday or to help bring them to another event anybody else yeah connie we just had a soup and sisterhood for the soul where we get together we have soup for lunch and then we have a speaker um but we've done painting parties We've done health fair, um, but we always have God moments in whatever activity we're having. And it's usually related to the activity. Yeah. And paint parties. I've seen a lot of those on Facebook. And then we take that back because normally I think that started with like paint and wine. Let's skip on the all the paint and wine part and take that back as a church. That's a art. Take back some of those arts to get taken over by some of that stuff. Oh, that sip, sparkle, and paint. There you go. We had sparkling um, juices. Okay. There you go. And we sparkled as we painted. (laughs) 
<laughs> there you go. I went to another one that they called it uh, dipping paint, and everybody brought um, just some kind of dip. And I did not even know Pinterest was probably going crazy on the dips. I didn't even know there was that many dips. But anyways, it was like one cream cheese with like M&Ms and all that, and you dip cookies into it. And then, oh, man, it's like, oh, seriously. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. But anyways, but it can be simple. But if everybody brings a dip, you know, or just something unique, that in and those are great uh, places. Then you can begin outreach and bring friends. Those are awesome friend starters. So I saw some other hands. Yes. When we started our our year off in January, something that we called rededication or resolution. And so the whole theme of it was, it was a candlelight communion service that we moved tables into the sanctuary. And it was all candlelight. And we just had a lot of worship music. And uh, uh, we started off, our pastor came in and officiated over our, we had communion together. And then the devotional was, you know, what's the difference between making resolutions, but you need to rededicate your life to Christ. So then we gave each woman at her place, she had a, a, a spiritual assessment that we made up, and it had a gold seal on it. And she was told that after the after the evening, take that home and break the seal, and begin to look at that spiritual assessment, work on it, and then in January, in uh, June, we're going to bring those assessments back where you're at with it. So hopefully by then we've created enough vulnerability within the group that they'll feel like sharing. I I really am working in this area and developing. And then in the fall, we'll bring it in and look at the fruit, the harvest. So we're going to use that assessment a couple of times over the year. That's awesome. 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 And that's another thing I've heard other people talk about, that they've taken prayer requests. And then um, then they want to hear back when those prayers are answered. And I saw something on Pinterest the other day that it was just one of those shadow boxes that you see with the glass in the front, you know, and the wood in the back. But anyways, they had had prayer requests. And I'm thinking about doing this here at the office. But they just wrote them on hearts. And then when they were answered, they put them in this glass. And it makes, you know, like artwork as it comes up. But yeah, wouldn't that be beautiful just to have a wall full of answered prayers for when you're you know desperate for that next one it's like okay we know god answers prayer we got all of this so yeah be awesome i saw some other hands yes i've been doing this for a couple years but i'm in a very small church i bought 40 aprons at a yard sale washed them ironed them up and tied them on a chair well we only had 20 women show up then and some of them were wearing three aprons and but you know what it's fun meeting we have they have something to take home with them they're still wearing the aprons um i have machine embroidery i did a whole meeting on that and um they're standalone lace and it's sewn on um starch you wet it it disappears you know and i did the whole world in our lives and you know uh i took the old one about the um worm in the apple we had gummy worms and you know okay so they threw gummy worms at each other but that's not not hey what about a place to blow off steam you know what i mean Um, yeah and just act a little silly that's not a bad thing making christmas ornaments yeah but i always give a um a message uh for valentine's day we had some people singing and uh you know what and always food and they always 
No matter how little or how much we do, it always turns out good. Yeah. You know, it just, yeah. Yeah. For them to show up, yeah. it really makes a difference because no matter what we do, it always turns out good. And mm-hmm. it's even the ones that are, I think, are flops. Mm-hmm. People two years later still say, oh, remember when we were, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're hard on ourselves. But yeah, it's the truth. But also, you're meeting that relational need. That's what, you know, when they come and then you're talking about Jesus and meeting that relational need, they, they, they get it. They appreciate it that you've taken the time. And that is another idea. You know, um, if in your area crafting is big, you know, the something that you sit around and do something with your hands is a great time to talk to people about the Lord, you know. And if you know Pastor Jim Palmer and his wife Renee, we used to work at a gift mart. And I'm telling you what, I've, I've never seen anything like it. That girl could, could turn anything, you know, some music box into talking to somebody about the Lord. She would just use whatever it was. She is the uh, witness queen. She came out of the Catholic Church and she just believes in and letting everybody know, you know, but uh, she could turn anything into that as you just sit and talk to people or you're crafting as a great place, painting, whatever that is. It's a great time to, to, you know, turn that just your talk to the Lord. You don't have to give them the hell brimstone, you know what I'm saying? But just talking to them about what the Lord's doing in your life. How about that? You know, and just how he's working in your life. So you can just let them know that, Tammy. I know that um, in our church, we, we meet every third Tuesday. We have uh, between 50 Awesome. And, um, I know that every time I had to change it up, I did the painting thing because I couldn't tell anybody that we were doing it. Because when I told the board, they're just like, I'm not going, I'm not going. So we surprised them. When they came, we had a 50 day, we're laughing, it was fun. But there's one good um, fundraiser that we did, it's a purse auction. And I'm not a purse person, and I thought, let me give me this picture because I carry the same purse until it falls apart. <laughs> And all women carry purses, so that's a good start. It was a auction. People brought purses that new purses or purses in their closet they hadn't used and stuff. We made $2,000 our very first one. So if you need a fundraiser, like I said, I couldn't see the big big picture. And all we did is have, we had salad and potatoes for their lunch. So it's really cheap. And then um, they have a silent auction. They just went around and said the auction and at the end. So, and that is one every year we do now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody needs enough for another bag. You got to have a couple, you know, and go with your different shoes and all that good stuff. <laughs> Although I'm a really, I get one and I'd wear it to death. <laughs> That's about what I do. I forget to change it. But anybody else got an idea on that? I, I like the ideas. Oops. We still got time. I just made it early so I wouldn't go over. Go ahead. Yeah. One of the things we do at our church with the women, and it's just starting to this last year, we have it's called prayer quilting. And so we have like 14 right now that meet together. And we make different size quilts. And they're very, very talented. So their clothing is beautiful. But we make maybe about this size. And these go up to those who are having surgery. So and, you know, we give that to them. And we pray over it. It's a, really a prayer ministry. And then we take the quilts up to them and pray over Nice. And we also give them to point babies. And um, and then we also give them to uh, those who are in the nursing home. Black type quilts. 
Wow. Nice. Wow. So, nice. Nice. Time to get on Instagram. That's where I'm at. I like, I like to sew. So anyway, Instagram, you wouldn't believe all these young girls. I, I had no idea. It's, it's like a revolution. It kind of has to go do with Pinterest. But all these young girls making patterns and all this quilting, but by machine. Not any of that. They probably do some hand and different things, but it, these are all by expensive machines, which is, yours is nicer. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. But again, another way, another way, and then it has a service arm to it too, there where you're taking them to people in the hospital, and um, and then yeah, I hear some of these young girls that they, oh, I don't need a shower, a baby shower. I'm like, are you nuts, man? That's how I got a, that's how, I, that's how we got by was the baby showers from the church. I was like, wow, okay, or they want to come and go shower, and people just come and go, and yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, I think it's beneficial, but that's a whole different story. But anybody else, I don't want to cut somebody off yeah holly i was just gonna say at our church um, we have one lady that's very talented with sewing so she had a, a class to teach people how to make sundresses out of pillowcases and i can't think of where they're at but they were donated to wherever the thackers are missionary oh okay they're in africa mm-hmm. yeah. yes and then um we also have uh women only bible study so we'll take like um the dvds and stuff like that from just wherever we end up going and um that's a good way to really share and get to know each other and build uh, relationships that way. Mm-hmm. hmm And in the back of there, too, are some resources for some um, Bible studies and things like that, too. You can get from the National Office and from that AG, uh, women.ag.org. They have uh, resources. Uh, some other ways to empower women is, and you mentioned it, or who, where did we hear that? I heard spiritual gifts assessment. Someone said that. They did that. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the back. Um, so for your team, for your women you're working with, as a, something you can do, people like to know kind of, and that helps people to know. Not that uh, we say, oh, okay, so since you're that way, you just stay that way and you can only do that. That We all know, you know, that that doesn't work out that way. Jesus works that out, <laughs> that you can have to do stuff you're not comfortable. But at least find people's strengths. Help them to find their strengths. Help them to find their spot as they go along. But um, there's a super easy one, colorquiz.com. You just pick these colors and it really, it shows you uh, all the different strengths quests. If you've done that strengths finder book, you could do something like that to help the women empower empower them but um what is the desired outcome of all of this you know not all of us are called to preach and to teach and um, some people just think you know that's part of it but the one-on-one um we are called to the one another passages of the bible i put some of those out on the um seats earlier and see if i have enough or you can share you can still i think i had them on the first couple rows some of these can maybe be passed back, but we can uh, all do those. These are in the back of this book, too, as an appendice, uh, but you can read some of those. But we'll end uh, 
end on this note that we can do and like I say this is just our just our beginning and back here like I said there's a lot of uh, ideas too for compassion adopt a soldier all kinds of things like that but the one and other passages of scripture you don't have to have your credentials you don't have to um, get up in front of some people if you do your personality assessment that's not you but maybe I love some of those ones that don't want to get up in front of people those are the worker bees they just stick with you to the end they do their thing I mean I've got a couple on pastor's wife's team <laughs> in particular say you know what I want to do when I get there you just tell me what to do the whole time and you should be right by your side doing all this stuff you know it's like oh beautiful beautiful but what we can do in practical ways wash one another's feet john 13 14 love one another give several verses for that be devoted to one another with loyalty and commitment and love live in harmony with one another that sounds a lot easier sometimes than it is but instruct one another agree with one another encourage one another uh there's all scripture verses to back all of this up serve one another humbly in love be kind and compassionate to one another speak to one another in psalms hymns and songs from the spirit bear with and forgive one another that's a that is if you're going to work with groups of people you're going to need that one it's just even miscommunication even not even people are not intentional but miscommunication they didn't get the email they didn't get the something and they didn't know not to show up and their feelings got hurt so um i just hit those head on that's my advice for that i just i just i I just unapologize profusely i am so sorry i I just be honest with you i i messed up so um offer hospitality to one another and they didn't put that other part on that but i've being a food person i've preached on that several times offer hospitality one another without grumbling they didn't add that without grumbling on there first peter four nine because yeah i can offer hospitality and then as soon as they leave i'm like so love one another deeply from the heart clothe yourselves with humility toward one another and have fellowship with one another but Thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to come today, taking the time to invest in your church. Pray for you ladies. Uh, Pray for me too. Contact me. I would love to help you. I don't have an administrative assistant, so, uh, you know, I am what you get, and I do make mistakes. So, but be kind, be gracious to me, but... uh, would love to see and like I say as I get that daughter out I'll be out more on Sundays in the churches I'm about half the time with coming with John right now but uh, thank you for taking the time today I know time is precious